What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right, Bill and Carrie will join us at the top of uh, the 10 o'clock uh, hour, and we'll talk uh, with them today. And But now let's talk with Danny Emmerman, who covers the Giants for KMBR.com. Does a great job. Danny, how are you? I'm doing well, Marty. Good morning. Thanks a lot for having me on. No, we're glad to have you on. Uh, well, you you got to see the three games in Colorado, and uh, you wrote about them at KMBR.com. What was your take on these three games and what it means to the Giants here? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the fight that this team shows and the resilience that they have and the grindiness. Um, didn't see much of any of that past uh, 36 hours or so. Um, this is a must-win series for this team, and they've already lost it. And... I haven't checked their playoff odds yet this morning, but they can't be great. I think they're like they went from almost fifty percent to ten percent probably today, just an estimation. And listen, they haven't given themselves much room for error throughout the rest of the way, and they've kind of set themselves up to. Um, they need to run the slate almost against their division now, and it's it's a pretty brutal, pretty brutal landscape for them. Well, you know, when you see this ball club and uh, you look at the pitching and you look at the bullpen, what what's happened here? Because this is a team that, that could rattle off five in a row, then all of a sudden the, the bats stop. Uh, and Patrick Bailey, you know, he's throwing the ball all over the place a little bit now. Well, what what's the heart of this team? Well, what, what's gone wrong with this team? Well, I think a lot of the issues um, – can be traced to kind of the nature of that question. Like, what is this team's identity? I don't, I don't think they ever quite found one. Um, were, the, were the veterans ever going to step up, or are they going to need to turn it over to the rookies? Mm-hmm. Um, do they have enough power? Um, I think the biggest deficiency with the team is the lineup and kind of they thought they would get contributions from up and down the lineup, but in reality it kind of turned into – you never know where in the lineup you'll get any contributions from. And for about two months there, they were a historically bad offense, and it rebounded for maybe a week, and now we're back at square one at the most important time of the year. Um, So I think when we look back at this season and this season's team, I think the offense is going to be the first place to look and, and see, like, hey, like this is where it went off the rails. All right, Danny Emmerman with us. And, Danny, you wrote a story this week about Jock Peterson that got a lot of play, and I think it was well well done, and I think it was timely. And then yesterday, uh, Jock Peterson kind of answered your story through Susan Slusser, giving his version of uh, the kind of year he's having. Let's, let's talk about both. Go ahead. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents. We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. 
When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen. Sure, yeah. Um, so one one note that I had is I wish I'm not with the team in Denver right now. I don't really travel that much for KNBR. Um, it is a little bit disappointing to me that I posted the story on the last day of a homestand, so I wouldn't be able to talk to Jock about it afterwards. I think it's important to write something like that and then show up the next day and be able to, you know, talk through it. Um, so I wish that um, the circumstances were better on that front. Um, but in terms of my story, initially the original story, um, the impetus for that story is just watching the team and seeing any time Jock Peterson is in left field and noticing just how um, cartoonish it looks and unprofessional it looks. And then obs- observing you know, how he prepares for games, and that's something that every beat reporter does um, a lot is just watching how guys warm up and how the pregame preparations go, if anything has changed. Um, and that's – Jock is a big personality, and it's pretty easy to see um, what he's up to pregame. Um, then after that, it's talking to Jock and talking to other people within the team to see how much um, – or, or if his work ethic or conditioning or lack thereof might be rubbing people the wrong way. And pretty clearly it is some within the team. Um, it is rubbing some within the team the wrong way. So I basically wrote that. And this is a guy who's also shown in the past that he's capable of, I think he likes the term slugging in bunches. He's capable of slugging in bunches. He's capable of carrying a team on his back. And as the Giants offense, like we were just talking about, has been so so bad, he's the guy who's the top, the highest paid player on the team. He's the most powerful hitter in the lineup. He's the guy who you need to turn to and say, hey, like, you need to step up. Like, it's time. And the, it's still possible. He still has two more weeks. Um, but I don't think um, it's going to be in the cards for Jock Peterson and the Giants this year. And when you have 13 home runs and you sign for $20 million to be a, a DH, I think it's pretty clear that you're not pulling your own weight. Danny Emmerman with us. That was the conclusion of the article. So now he responded yesterday through Susan Slusser. What about his response? <laughs> yeah, um, his response was it's it's completely fair for Jock to like on a human level to be upset. Like just imagine yourself in Jock's shoes, right? Like somebody is asking you about your weight and your work ethic and your effort and then putting it out into the public. Like, I wouldn't be too thrilled with that either, but there's always two sides to the coin where I'm just trying to do my job and, and trying to hold him accountable and tell the story of the team. Um, and I think he, he understands that, and I talked to him about it multiple times beforehand, and, and I tried to be as fair as possible. So I understand that he might be a little bit upset with it, but um, his specific criticisms of the piece don't really hold much water. 
Um, I think to paraphrase some of the things he's less, he he said he told Susan Fluster that um, he's upset that I wrote that I that he didn't um, he doesn't prepare it up to the standards of the team where it's you know pretty clear that his pregame preparation could use some work um, and people within the team have told me just that just off the record so I couldn't write it from them but I could write it in my own words um, and. I suppose the other thing you said was that I, I don't know ball um, because <laughs> right. I wrote about the, the Wrigley Field catch, um, and that's also kind of a silly um, thing. But that's all right. Jock, Jock is entitled to his own opinions, absolutely. Well, uh, as I said, if, if you want to criticize me, it's fine. If you give me $20 million, uh, um, you can say whatever you want. And uh, kind of Jock <laughs> is getting his $20 million. Not in great shape. I mean, it's clear to everyone who, who watches him play, but he says it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I still hit the ball hard, and I'm hitting it into bad luck and all that. But the truth of the matter is, uh, for $20 million for the big-ticket item, uh, he has not lived up to that for whatever reason, and you pointed it out. I thought you did a great job with it, and I think it had to be said, and I think it has a lot to say about uh, the Giants and how they evaluate uh, the people that they bring in. So we'll see what the ramification of that is for next year. Danny, uh, what about the uh, the demotion of Harrison uh, and Stripling coming back? That was another little ripple that we dealt with this week. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm rarely shocked by transactions this team makes, and I was pretty shocked at Cal Harrison's demotion. Um they had other options. They, they didn't need to send him down. And I think there's reason to believe that you should probably treat your top prospect with a little bit more care or or um, empathy than another prospect, potentially. Um, this is a guy who, who waited all year to join the Giants and was very strict and regimented about his pitch count and what they wanted him to do. Um, and then he got five starts, and then got options. He didn't pitch awesome in all of the five starts, and he is probably fatigued, and those things can both be true. Um, but maybe scale back his workload a little bit at the, at the major league level. This team has talked about you know, developing at the major league level all season. The only way you can do that is if you keep guys at the major league level. And in my opinion, Kyle showed you know, more than enough to prove himself um, worthy of, of at least that much, just the ability to get more reps at the major league level. Um, and he's, you know, he's probably the Giants' third or fourth best starting pitcher. Like, he, he probably gives them the third or fourth best chance to win a game right now. And I don't anticipate him staying back in the minor leagues for long. This might end up just being kind of a procedural move. Um, but at that point, it feels like you're kind of yanking – your top prospect around a little bit if it's just a procedural move to get an extra pitcher in there for Coors Field and maybe you're going to be back in a few days when we IL someone else. Like, There's no promises there. There's no guarantees. And I, if I'm Kyle Harrison, I can't feel great about that. Mm, boy, what a story. Uh, that's uh, 70, <clears throat> 75 and 74. Danny Emmerman with us, KMBR.com. You, you tackle some good issues there. And uh, I think you've done a good job all year long. Boy, so it's Manaya today, uh, and the Giants need a win desperately today. They're, they're, you know, there's probably a little bit of, of play here 
13 to go. They probably have to go 10 and 3 at least. Uh, you know, the rest of the way, and uh, you gotta you got to win today. Every, every game's going to be a must-win from here on out. Um, it's funny, like, at the beginning of the season, what was the Vegas over-under, like, win total for this team? Wasn't it 81 and 81 again? Like, Vegas is, is pretty sharp. Those guys know what they're talking about. I think I predicted that they'd win 84, 85 wins, and... If they are able to go ten and three the rest of the way, like you like you hope, then they'll be right around there. So, it, as as much as everybody's complaining and frustrated and a little bit discontented by this team, I completely get it. But they're kind of right where they're supposed to be in terms of what this roster was expected to do, what they were projected to do. Um, it's just disappointing, right, when you see when you get that kind of expected performance, when the Cardinals and the Mets and the Padres are also in the tank, it kind of cleared a wide open lane into the playoffs. If you just overachieved a little bit, but you didn't. And here we are. Wow. All right. That's a Sunday morning with Danny Emmerman. Love having you on. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the day and we'll follow you on cambiar.com. You're doing a good job. I appreciate it. Thanks, Danny. Yep. Thanks, Marty. Can't wait for some more Giants baseball today. Yes, I know. Every day it's another story. All right, more coming up. Uh, Bruce Jenkins joins us next right here on The Sports Leader. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, it's a business, man. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.